Welcome to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I'm Christopher Dedian, founder and CEO of Dedian Enterprises, Inc. We are committed to optimize people's performance with tools such as peak performance speaking, coaching, and consulting programs for a worldwide international community. We believe that the only difference between where you are and where you want to be is acquiring the knowledge you need and consistently utilizing that knowledge to become a peak performing individual in every area of your life. Stick around until the end of the show where we will reveal how you can become the next guest on the fastest growing inspirational educational podcast on the planet in 20 to 30 minutes. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I am your host, Christopher Dedian, and today we have Mary Welp, which she is a hypnotherapist with over 20 years of experience and working with people that have trauma, such as soldiers, and just helping everybody around the world with her talents. Mary, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Christopher. Thanks so much for letting me on your show. It is my pleasure. I am really intrigued and excited to talk about hypnotherapy, the meditative side of the world, but more in the aspect of how to control, I'm guessing your biochemistry of the brain so you could create new neural networks for your advantage. Definitely stuff that I geek about. We'll talk about that in detail. But before doing so, Mary, I gave a small introduction of who you are and what you do, but do you mind unpacking that a bit more for our listeners and our viewers, please? Absolutely. Well, I've also been doing cranial sacral therapy and other types of body work, acupressure, Reiki, other type of energetic body, body work for 20 years. So my clients uh, would start walking in the door knowing what their issue was they wanted to address, what the challenge of the day was, whether they were looking for more boundaries or they were looking uh, for some kind of improvement in their life, more patience, less anger, whatever the issue was, I realized that hypnotherapy was really the way to go to kind of get to the way we think. We, we have a tendency to get in these thought loops that are we have trouble breaking. So um, hypnotherapy was a way I learned to help my clients uh, work with that. So I learned that hypnotherapy is not what uh, television and movies lead us to believe. Uh, in all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. So you have to be willing, you have to be wanting, you can get up and walk out of the room at any time, even those stage hypnotists that you see, you know, any of those people that if they felt threatened or they felt unsafe or were not comfortable with what was going on, they could absolutely get up and walk out. And actually, I think under a, a, a relaxation, under a deep sense of relaxation, we actually um, are more aware of what's going on in the moment. We're more conscious of the moment and we're more involved in our therapy in the moment under this really deep relaxation that hypnosis offers. Okay, I love that we're starting there because I think there's a lot of misconception of what hypnotherapy is and I'm including myself in that because I do not have a lot of experience or knowledge within that world, but I do have mm -hmm. a lot more in the meditative world. So that being yes. said, can you compare or really tell us what is the difference between meditating and meditation is a huge word from you know vipassana meditation from transcendental meditation from walking meditation from whatever uh, avenue right. what is the difference between hypnotherapy and meditation and is there a cross path that kind of links up both of them together great question um yes meditation is when you are really asking your mind to calm down you're not actually, you can never get it to shut off, but you're asking it to calm down and maybe just become aware of one thought for a few moments or one sound or one idea. And by doing that, it gives many, many, many 
benefits. You know, there's many physical as well as psychological benefits to that. What we're doing with, with uh, RISE here is we're adding self-hypnosis. So rather than just relaxing and calming your thoughts, which is wonderful in itself, but now you can actually take something that you want to change or a challenge you have in your life that you'd like to shift, or maybe you'd like to have a little more confidence, or you'd like to feel a little bit more competent in your job, or maybe you have a presentation coming up that you're very nervous about. So you can do this practice as a meditative practice, but hone in on something specific that you would like to work on for change. Okay, so hypnotherapy, if somebody's doing it by themselves, is essentially what I call meditation with intention. So imagine yeah. if you want to be calling in, let's say, an X amount of amount of clients for the month, you could visualize it, feel it, and feel how it already feels of getting these clients even before it's done. So your subconscious mind already connects the feeling and emotions linked up with and it. And is ready for it. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, exactly. so you just have a different word from it. So I'm very much aware of that reality. Yes. And that's actually something that I, I teach yeah. and I coach upon with my clients, my executive CEOs and the Fortune 500s that I go speak at. Now, when it comes to the hypnosis side that you're specifically working with a one-on-one -on -one client, because now we talked about somebody doing it within themselves, which we're kind of calling it the hypnotherapy, self-hypnotherapy. What do yes. you do different? Imagine I would come see you physically. What would you do different with me to really hypnotize me and kind of put the information that we need or what would you do in that regards? I would do the exact same thing that you would do yourself with rise. Only I'm speaking it to you rather than you having the thoughts of it. Okay. So rise is an acronym. There's four steps to rise. And so it's relax is what the R stands for relaxation. You do a progressive body relaxation. I stands for imagine. So you want to go to a very safe and happy place somewhere out in nature or somewhere that you, you feel very comfortable and really bring it to life. Really feel your senses. Look at the colors, the textures. If you go to the beach, you feel the sand between your toes, feel the sun on your face. S stands for suggest. And that's where you're planting the suggestion of something new. If I used to always do it this way, or I always had my reactions or my feelings would go this way. Now I'm going to implant a new suggestion into my subconscious so that my conscious mind can use that instead of an old imprint or an old fear or an old habit. And then the last step is empower. The E stands for empower. So just um, thinking about how when you shift that challenge in your life, how your life's going to be different. How are people going to treat you differently? How are you going to act differently? If you know all of those, you're, you're going to have 100 new customers coming to you next month. How is your life going to be different? How are you going to react differently to those challenges? How are you going to be organized? How are you going to meet that challenge? So um, there's also the superhero pose that I really encourage people to do at the end of the process where you stand as a superhero. You know, the Wonder Woman and she has the bands on her wrists and she's fighting off what comes um, they have found, they've done tests that at Columbia University and at Harvard, that just by standing in the superhero pose or a pose of strength, such as a warrior pose or a mountain pose in yoga, you change the chemistry of your body. You decrease cortisol, you increase testosterone. So you're actually bringing more power to that suggestion that you just planted into your subconscious. Okay. I, 
I love the last little part because definitely there is, like you said, research done by Harvard University and Columbia and so on and so forth with the power poses, as well as forcing yourself to smile for 60 seconds. Because like you said, it increases your testosterone, diminishes all the negative emotions. But I love the fact that you're doing it right after a therapy or right after the meditative session. So instantly your mind gets those positive like uh, uh, neurochemicals in your mind and really compounds the work that you've done. Really interesting in that regard. So essentially, it's structuring a meditation with a goal, putting it in your mind, making it go from your conscious or subconscious mind. So then your subconscious mind could create it in your reality. So, okay, that's great. Okay. Now, how do you go about the opposite work when somebody's coming from a trauma state? So maybe they have a limiting belief. Maybe they went to war because I do know that you have worked with some soldiers. Maybe they have a bad experience with business. They've lost a lot and they want to retry something, but they're like kind of timid about it. How do you go about doing the reverse engineering on that process? Is it the same thing? Is it different? How do you go about that? Well, um, I think in doing the body work is when I first worked with uh, people that have extreme trauma. And what I realized from the body work is that trauma is really in the physicalness of our body. You know, Mm. it's not so much in our mind, it's in the tissues of our body. So it's really making people aware of how they feel and helping to make them feel better, you know, helping them to feel more confident, to feel um, that they can shift the way they're feeling in their body. And for some people that haven't had many happy moments in their lives, when you ask them to think of a happy place or a happy time, some people really struggle to remember Mm. that or to find that in their lives. Mm. So sometimes you have to start with, well, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? (laughs) You know, what does that do for you? And you kind of grow it from there because we all have things that we love that we're attracted to. You know, we all have a reason why we're here and things we need to do. So it's kind of getting people back in touch with that so that they don't resonate so strongly and so physically with their trauma. Um, Rise is also great as an emergency toolkit um, device so that when you do get triggered, you can do the four steps of Rise really quickly and get yourself back on track and correct that negative thought process that's happening. I've been in a restaurant before and been triggered by a conversation and had to go to the bathroom and sat down and did my Rise and got myself together again because the Mm -hmm. restaurant didn't need to hear my reaction. You know, Mm -hmm. they didn't, they, it, it wasn't about them. It was all about me. So it was about me going inward and getting my thought process right before I let it blow up out of proportion and become a drama. Okay. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Let me just highlight the last part that you said, because that's highly valuable. When I figured this out, it really changed my life. And it's something that I constantly teach to my clients, my uh, executive CEOs, and it changes their lives. What Mary just said here, is that the second there's something happening, the example she gave is that she's in a restaurant having a conversation. Imagine the conversation bothers you. Instead of reacting to a situation, she responded. And the way she responded is she went to the washroom and she did her rise, which is a meditative therapeutic approach. And the most important thing that we mentioned over here that Mary mentioned is that that situation is not something external. It's not the person that told something. It's not that situation. It's not the rock. It's not X, Y, and Z. It's not your wife. It's not your husband. It's something within you that got triggered. So by doing that meditative state, you could go back within and be like, hey, what is that trigger? Why is this situation triggering me? And then once you go within, 
then you're able to look at, hey, is this an ego thing? Is this something I should repress? Is this something I should allow to come out and so on and so forth? So I love that you have that awareness and that awareness really does do the difference between somebody succeeding emotionally and not only emotion, but transitioning it to the business world as well. Now talking well, about- yeah, sorry, I'd love to make it. a point here real quickly too, that our brain's job is to keep us safe. Mm-hmm. Our brain's job is not to make us productive or to be happy or to be successful or to have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Our brain's job is to keep us safe. So it is always going to react very quickly and not always the way we would like it to do. So really just by slowing yourself down and letting yourself have time to process what just happened, you can really uh, uh, shift the effects and how involved you get emotionally in the situation. I love that. Mary, I would like to shift this conversation almost like a bridge in regards to the meditative world, the the Zen world, if I could even say, Mm -hmm. to the entrepreneurial world. Now, why am I Mm -hmm. saying this? Like I said, I'm actually a high performance, uh, peak performance business and life coach, as well as being a professional speaker. And a lot of my stuff is in the corporate world. I work with CEOs, CEOs, the Fortune 500s, and I slowly get them to go into this world of the meditative side. Some people are open to it, and I'm realizing more and more society is going towards that. But a lot of people in the business world have a negative misconception of like, I'm going to lose my competitive edge. Uh, I'm going to be like a peace and love person. They see that like meditative person with the guru looking aspect. How can you speak to them to really kind of bridge that gap to realize that it's only going to help them as an entrepreneur? What would you speak to that? I guess I would remind them that tension in their life or that feeling of, I got to have, I got to do, I got to be, is what people expect of us. And relaxation is really who we are. Mm. So when we can even just learn how to relax our bodies just for two or three minutes at a time, we can um, be more authentic in who we are. And I think nowadays as well, what has changed besides the attraction to meditation is that we are looking for a vulnerability and honesty in people. And Mm -hmm. we are looking for um, that truth. We don't want a fancy slip package. We want authenticity in everything and vulnerability. So I think by you being your most authentic self and allowing yourself to just relax and be comfortable in who you are, that is going to attract so much more. It's that law of attraction that you're just setting up for yourself, you know, your perfect client. I mean, you you don't really want to attract clients that are going to be a lot of trouble and aren't going to benefit you. You want to attract those that are going to resonate with you and like you and that you guys can get somewhere together. So um, again, having a tool that you can use and really I use rise at the end of the day to kind of clear the day, what went really well, what was okay, Mary, good job, you know, do some more of that. And what didn't go so well? What, where did I not meet up? Where is, okay, I can do better tomorrow. And it's kind of as a way to just sort of clean the hard drive of the day and set myself up for the next day to be better. I love that. I love that approach and I love that ideology. And like I kind of alluded to, I do feel like society, especially in the entrepreneur world, is getting more open to this as it's becoming more prevalent in our society from the applications of meditation, from seeing people such as, like I mentioned, Dan Harris, who who has the book, The 10% Happier, which is a successful person. And then he's like, no, I found meditation because I went through anxiety, because I went through stress. And these are things that entrepreneurs live with on a daily basis. So Mary, can you unpack a bit more of 
what you do with the work of Rise, especially talking about that you just launched a book in that regards and you do some yes. workshops within that. Talk to us a bit about that. Oh, please. Um, yes, Rise Hypnotic Meditation is out on Amazon now. It came out last month. Let's go. So I've really put, put the whole thing together. Um, it's 96 pages. It's you know powerful, short. Uh, people don't have a lot of time to read, so I really power packed it. Um, it tells why RISE works, how it works, the science of it. And then it um, goes into what you can use it for. It describes the four steps. And in the back of the book, it has some example meditations. So RISE for surgery, RISE for self-esteem, RISE for weight loss, RISE for test taking, RISE for patients. There's about 35 different examples nice. of how you can use it for different things in your life. And then um, I really started out teaching it. Um, traveling and teaching it because I love to travel. Okay. And so I offer it as a three hour workshop. So um, if anyone is interested in a workshop um, to get some people together, we can certainly do that. And then what, by the end of the three hours, everyone in the, in the class will have a tool for them, they, for life. So you can address patients this month and boundaries next month. And as things come up in your life, you can use rise for your life. I love that, Mary. And my next question to you is, as I'm seeing that obviously you're really in touch with your spirituality, with your inner self, with your meditative practices, your therapy, and so on, this show is called the Peak Performance Greatness Show. And I often ask, what do you do on a daily basis that makes you perform at a very high level? So what are some of the rituals, habits, methodologies that you use other than, let me highlight for you because I know that this is a big one, other than the meditative <laughs> and, and therapy stuff. What do you do yeah. in regards to you performing at a high level as an entrepreneur on a daily basis? I take time for myself. I schedule time for myself every day. And it, sometimes it's 15 minutes, but I know I have that 15 minutes between one and one fifteen that I can spend just sitting and regrouping and letting everything settle. You mm. know, life is so chaotic. We're so busy. We're running all the time. Um, really just, I, I find so much rejuvenation and regeneration in just spending a few moments a day with my eyes closed and not having to perform. Okay. I like that. So essentially taking a step back, taking a moment for you and allowing yourself not to perform, which is highly important. Something I, I, I work on every single day, especially with the last several years that it was very prevalent, the ideology of an entrepreneur of hustling, working, almost not sleeping, which is completely counterintuitive to the biochemistry of our body and counterintuitive to the actual success that we can do from really taking a step back because this subconscious mind works best when the conscious mind is not working. So a lot of the answers come when we're in that moment of break. So I love that aspect. I love the, the way that you kind of approach it in that regards. And Mary, my next question for you over here is it's obvious that, you know, you're successful, you know what you're doing within this world, you've been in it for 20 plus years, and you help a lot of people with this. What are certain things in your business that you are struggling with right now? And why am I saying this is because we don't only learn from people's successes, but we learn from people's uh, difficulties or failures. And not only that, so what are certain things that are you're having a difficult time within your business right now? And how do you approach about thinking of fixing that situation. So what would be that response for you? Oh, that's that's a, such a point on question for me right now, Christopher, <laughs> because I've spent 20 room, years in my dark little office one-on-one -on -one with people. You know, mm -hmm. I have not taught 
I have not mm. spoken professionally. I have not um, done um, a lot of the technology, the Zoom meetings, you know, mm. that we do now. Um, that was all new to me back in March of 2020. And when my business closed, the one-on-one -on -one practice closed, I really had to think about how to reinvent myself and, and make it be now that I'm 62, what I want out of my life. You know, I feel like this is my last act and I really have a lot to offer still and a lot to give. Um, and so I have been very challenged with just the day-to-day -day grounded part of running a business, of, um, of learning the technology, of um, working on my own confidence in, in public speaking and representing RISE. And um, also it's a new, no one's heard of RISE hypnotic meditation. You know, it's, it's a baby. It's, it's my baby since uh, March of 2020. And so I'm, I'm faced with having to introduce something new to people in a way that they can gravitate towards it. And I'm having to learn to have patience with that. You know, to me, RISE makes so much sense and it's so applicable for so many things, but it's new to so many people. And um, so many people aren't used to thinking the way I do about my challenges in life. So um, I'm having to really go with the flow and be there's days when things go really well and I sell a bunch of books and life is great. And then there's days where I miss the Zoom call because the technology wasn't working and I you know, feel bad that I didn't give rise that opportunity that day. So um, you're never too old to learn something new. Yeah. You are never too old to change. You are never too old to take on uh, a new passion in life. And I think passion is critical that we're doing what we love. Um, and so I'm trying to really have patience with myself in that and, and realize that I need a bit of a learning curve too. And how are you navigating that? You kind of mentioned over here, but how is that aspect from not being on social or not having that, that online presence, having a very solid one-on-one -on -one practice, and then obviously the pandemic hit, which then made you think like, hey, what do I need to do different? And kind of going into that social world, where are you right now? Are you more confident with it? Are you going to get back to the one-on-one -on -one if that opportunity opens up? What's your ideology within that? And how are you unpacking to really go get those speaking gigs and those opportunities? Um, I am so passionate about RISE right now. I just really feel like people need tools and this is a great one. And this is something that everybody can do if they take a minute to learn it. So um, no, I don't plan on going back. Um, I do still do some body work. It's not that I don't do it at all, but I go do house calls. So I do maybe one or two a week instead of 20 or 30 a week. Mm. Um, so it's, it's much different, but I have great passion. I've, uh, really connected. I'm presenting rise at four different hypnosis conferences this year, as well as yoga festivals and a mental health festival here in Louisville that's coming up in May. So I'm, I'm really reaching out, um, but it's new for me. It is new. Nice. Um, but I also like it. It's giving me passion. It's, it's something new. It's fresh. It's, um, it's given me a lot of energy. Yeah, I, I definitely see that. And especially, like you said, if you're passionate about something, the question is, how can I offer it to more people? And the way that I see it, if you have a talent, if you have an ideology and it could help people, if you're only keeping it to yourself or you're only keeping it to 20, 30 people a week, Honestly, it would be selfish not to try to go out there and be on those stages in front of hundreds of people, thousands of people, or whatever the case is. So I definitely command you and congratulate you on that and uh, Mary. 
And my last question for you is where would be the best place for our audience, our listeners, our viewers to connect with you if they're interested potentially to buy the book? You did mention Amazon, potentially uh, do one of your workshops, so on. What would be the best place to connect with you? The best way would be the website. It's uh, www.risehypnoticmeditation.com. Same title as the book. And um, on my website, I also have videos that explain how what RISE works and why it works, as well as some guided meditations so you can get used to my voice and get used to what the practice is about. It also has my schedule on there. So uh, through the website would probably be the best way to contact us. We also send out a newsletter once a month. Um, and if you'd like that, it, I also give tips and, and tricks on how to do RISE in that once a month. That is Great. Mary, thank you very much for giving us your knowledge, explaining us how to properly do meditative hypnosis to really call in what we want and reprogram our neural networks within new realities of what we're desiring. So keep up your phenomenal work. And it was a true pleasure having you on the show. Thank you, Christopher. I really appreciate your time. Christopher Devian here. Thank you so much for listening to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. If you're a successful entrepreneur or entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot of your phone, text it to a friend, or post it on the socials. If you know somebody that could be a great guest, please tag them on social media to let them know about this program. And don't forget to include the hashtag Peak Performance Greatness. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We regularly put out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episode, go ahead and click that subscribe button. Your thumbs up, rating, and review go a long way to help us promote this show, and it would mean a lot to me as well as my team. You want to know more? Go ahead and visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or my YouTube channel at Christopher Didier. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time. Have a blessed and grateful day.